This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey y'all, before we begin this episode, I do want to put a trigger warning. Um, Although we do talk about um, flying safety and such, um, there is a little part in this podcast about a water park incident. Um, If you have any fear of like roller coasters, attractions, water parks and such, um, please do not listen on. But besides that, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast, Mentally a Badass. I have my friend here, Matt. We're going to chit-chat today about fear of flying. So he's actually a flight attendant, so I think he's the perfect person to talk to today. And he came over to do this, so thanks for traveling so far uh, to come yeah, and I'm hang fine. out with me yeah, today. Five minutes. Yeah. I think it was 45 40, minutes. Were you speeding? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so listen to this. After, you know, we're having some pizza and good and, and wine and such, we sit down and he says, what are we talking about again? <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, so he's a flight attendant. He works for, um, you might work. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay, whatever. He works for Spirit. um yeah i don't really edit the stuff like youtube so pretty much everyone at this point you guys know that my podcast can be a little all over the place and that's just who i am um okay so yeah so um pretty much let's talk about okay actually i know where i know where to start let's talk about your training let's let let's let the people know like the inside scoop of what a flight attendant needs to know because it's great for people to know like kind of like some details in the inside i understand if there's some things you can't say on the outside like right. completely understand that part but like whenever you can that's appropriate then if you want to share it yeah so it's four weeks of training for us we get trained on all kinds of things um we get trained from how to do service um how they want us to do their service according to the airline um we get trained for firefighting we get trained for hazmat response for dealing with hazardous materials. We get trained for emergency equipment for how to use and um, properly know how each piece of equipment works as well as how to use them on board the aircraft and how to provide services if a guest does require medical assistance. Mm -hmm. We get trained for emergency evacuations on the land and the water, basically any type of evacuation you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, we get trained for how do you how to do CPR, how to do compressions, how to save people's lives, as well as um, all kinds of other things um, such as regulations we have to follow for the aviation industry and policies and procedures relevant to our airline and um, policies that they want us to follow, things that they want us to do. Sounds like um, a lot. <laughs> you should actually have a book where I'm just regretting it all down. We have a whole manual that we we have that mm-hmm. has all in there, but um, we get trained for all kind dealing with all kinds of different situations that um, could be that aren't expected on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But 
the way this job is, um, we're trained mostly for being able to save someone's life in case something were to happen. And then we're trained a little bit on the outside parts, but it's mostly all safety related. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's four weeks of that. Have you ever like, like feared, like, have you ever had a flying anxiety like at all in your lifetime? Uh, when I was younger, I had flying anxiety. I used to be a lot more anxious with flying. Um, depending on the time of the year and the location we're going, uh, weather can be really bad in some areas that you do fly to. Mm-hmm. And so some locations, um, if you're going around thunderstorms or snowstorms, or just real patterns of weather, um, sometimes the flights can be extremely bumpy for most of the flight or even a small portion of the flight. And for some, and it's usually, it's well, not usually, it is experienced more in the back of the aircraft than it is in the front. Cause that's where you feel, really? that's where most of the wind really goes. Oh, okay. So it's more as the back that you feel and, more the bumpiness. Okay. Um, when that's I was younger, I would get anxiety because sometimes because I was nervous, but dealing with the weather or where we were flying, you know, too. Um, but I would say now it depends on the location we're flying to, um, to certain times of the year and certain locations that we do fly to it is going to be a little rougher than others sometimes on the flight. And you might experience those bumps and, um, areas where it's, it's not comfortable to stay in your seatbelt and you're experiencing a little more up and down motion on the plane. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for flying, I mean, I'd say the biggest thing to help you with that, bring something that you like, like music or headphone or movie or book, something that will take your mind off it if you are anxious or even your friends, um, because if you have people there to help you or things there to help you, you won't think about it as much as you might otherwise, if you're just sitting there by yourself with no, nothing to distract yourself. Um, most people don't fly very often. Yeah. So I actually wrote a whole article about fear of flying and I put it in some of your, uh, your tips in there. So I have an article out there oh. about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like your advice did help me, um, especially just like saying how flight attendants are also trained to know, like how to help people who have like that flying anxiety. Yeah, I was we're trained for dealing with people that are. Um, it's part training and it's part, you know, experience on the job. Um, just doing the job for a period of time, mm-hmm. learning how to deal with people that are uncomfortable flying, nervous flyers, first time flyers, difficult flyers, you difficult flyers, the ones that have more issues during the flight. Uh, um, I thought you were talking about something else. No, we're. We kind of learn how to deal with all those kind of situations. Did, um, okay. Do they give you like scenarios and training or something like that? We go over situations okay. and stuff, but a lot of it's more related to the manual, trying to get through things and learning about regulations and policies and um, different things that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And then most largely safety related things, dealing with medical situations and stuff. We get trained large, a large portion on medical situations. Mm-hmm. Um, how to deal with people with strokes, how to deal with people with seizures, how to deal with people. Wow. So you like part doctor too, in a way. Yeah. We're part, um, 
but we can only go as far as our training is yeah, allowed. Yeah. Um, so if we're in flight and there's a medical situation, we always have to get a medical professional call for medical professional to help assist us with the situation. Because certain things we're not allowed to do unless you have approval by certain you know yeah, entities while working. Um, but we know how to. A lot of us know how to deal with people that might be anxious first-time flyers mm-hmm. and how to try to calm them down. Sometimes if it's not a full flight, we can move them further up to try to get them with a friend or a loved one that will help them with the situation. Or sometimes we'll check on them. Or sometimes, you know, if they have distractions, we'll, we might check on them. If they're doing okay, we're not going to be too concerned. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's just talking to them too. Sometimes all the people really want to know is that you're listening to them and they feel like you're caring about what they have to say. For me, I like don't even talk to the flight attendants because I feel like anxious just even talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Like I, this actually was my recent flight. It's actually going to sound so stupid. Um, it was, it was just like I had to use the bathroom. And then like by the time I came back, like it was like people were boarding. So there was like a million people on the, you know, the, the aisle and stuff like that. And then, um, I don't know. I think I was just being like, what I was doing was kind of inconveniencing other people. Cause I couldn't like get in and get out or whatever. And then the flight attendant, he had to keep like moving out of the way for me. Cause I kept, it was just like really, really stupid. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so problematic. He's like, yeah, I mean, I got to write you up for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I am laughing. So he like smiled at me. Like, he made a joke. It was cause you know me, like I'm not a problematic yeah. person. I mean, at least on flights. Wait, what? He's like, I have to write you up for this. No, he can smile when he said that. Because I, I was just like, I don't know what it was. I think, I guess, I think I think I just, like, had to go back into my row. And then, like, people had to keep moving back because of me. Because I had, like, I don't know. It was, it was something really stupid. Try to get back to your seat. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to get back to my seat. And I think, like, I just had a, I don't know. It, it was, I can't remember in detail. But it was something so small. And I'm the kind of person where it's like, I feel like if I'm annoying anybody, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm the problematic person, apparently. And he's like, yeah, I got to write you up for this. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I think he was kidding, obviously. Yeah, boarding is very chaotic time. It is. So I just, I I went to use the bathroom because I'm stupid. And I don't know. I guess, I don't know. So I just went to use the bathroom. And that time (laughs) I got back, it was just chaotic. And I was just... Apparently, he had a. I think he had to like try to like be like, "Can you guys step back for her?" Like that and I was like, and, and then I think that's what he did. I think he was helping me out. <laughs> and then I said to him, "Like, I'm so sorry, I'm so problematic." He's like, "Yeah, I got a red shirt for this." I'm like, <laughs> 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 "Yeah, it was so funny." Uh, <laughs> imagine that we just came running up and I can never fly. <laughs> <up like that. laughs> I think he looked at me. He was like, "Really? I think this is such a big deal to us?" <laughs> because I'm, I'm like, I'm like that. Like, I would just. I don't know. I never want to inconvenience worker just because like I'm so used to being treated really badly by a bunch of Karens in this world. So right. I never want to be a Karen. <laughs> Even though if it's just so small like that, I would literally, I'm one of those people that like if someone pops into me, I'll be like, sorry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, well, when I'm out in public, I have so much social anxiety that I just feel like I'm going to bump into somebody who's going to yell at me or something like that. I don't know. I'm just going off topic, but this whole uh, podcast always goes off topic. I, I know exactly if you feel because we're the flights. I mean, we're working in such confined spaces. <laughs> I feel, I feel like bad I'm, for you with your whole experience with 
I feel like I'd, I'd okay, bump it. Okay, what can we talk about on this podcast? <laughs> you know, everything you just told me off of the, like, when we're just chatting, eating pizza, no, and drinking wine. I can discuss wine. a lot. Okay, I was like, I don't know what you can and can't discuss. So yeah, just... I can discuss a lot. I can't get into everything in the fan that's Do you tell more. me you can't tell me their first, last name, and social security number? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times with our flights, I mean, we're working in such confined spaces. That, yeah. Um, I always feel bad because the amount of times where oh, I've had shit. my butt bump into people oh, or God. my back bump into people or this <laughs> bump into people or my knee bump into people oh, because God. I can only bend and move so far. Going back to the original topic, have you ever like saw somebody like have a panic attack or something like that that you had to like calm down? I've had some people have some really bad anxiety. Um, I had one last year. On a flight, we were working to Dallas, where the lady was really anxious. It was her first time flying. She was in, like, six rows from back to plane. And she was really anxious because she was worried about um, the turbulence. And then she was just nervous for flying in general. And so we came over. Um, we ended up having to get rerouted to... Houston because of the airspace being closed because of weather and we had to help her because she had really bad anxiety related to her flight and so what we did in the situation was we checked on her throughout the flight and then when it started getting really bumpy um, we tried to help calm her down because she was getting really really nervous and um, told her if she needed to she could watch us and that she was going to be okay because we're not going to let anything happen to her. Mm-hmm. And that that's what we're trained for was dealing with different situations. And, you know, the captain knows that it's going to be bumpy. And the captain made an announcement say it was going to be bumpy. So if we get nervous, you know, that's when she can get nervous. But with our job, the way our job is, I'm not supposed to always show emotion on things. You know, I'm supposed well, to. Well, it makes sense because if you do and you show any type of, like, being nervous, then everyone else is going to freak out. Right. And that's one thing I did put in, in my article is, like, if you get nervous and you feel like something's out of the norm, like, just look at the flight attendant. Right. Because we're trained. We're supposed to be pretty calm dealing with situations because they're looking at us for dealing with all kinds of different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they envision the worst case scenario. Oh, yeah, like Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> that movie really messed me up. Like, I always fear, like, because in that movie, when the plane went up, it, like, went into flames. Right. Do you think it ever happen? No. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're on the ground, there's certain, you know, crashing, you know, things that are not supposed to happen. But how, how do you, like, why do you think when the flight was taking off that it just went into flames? Like, what do you think could have happened in that situation? I'm so, very curious. It's a movie, so. <laughs> but um, that was great. I mean, with that one, there's all kinds of possibilities. You know, they have all kinds of pyrotechnics and other things like that that they use for entertainment purposes that could have helped stage that kind of. I wonder if they, I wonder if you can find that movie to watch tonight. We probably could. Final Destination. That's a great movie to watch with you. <laughs> but there's all kinds of, um, but in a normal situation, I mean, we're we're trained to deal with all kinds of situations that could possibly occur um, on a day-to-day basis. 
and this job, there's no two days that are the same. So, do you want to hear something? This is going off topic again, but I want to tell you anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to wait until I get off the th- this podcast. So, there was. Did you know that they um, at one of the water parks for Disney, a person got his um arm taken off. Taken off. <laughs> like it was a freak accident. But they got stuck in the slide or something. Something like that, yeah. And it, <laughs> it got, yeah, ripped off. Oh no! I found that reason. Like I've never went to the water park ever again. Yeah, apparently it was like, I guess the guy. I think you know how they say keep all your hands inside the you know, inside the thing. I think the guy has probably put his hand down. He gets it caught, and then I think yeah, his his literally his like whole arm got ripped off by this by the motion. Uh, it, it got stuck on like a belt thing or whatever. Oh, God. One of those, like, yeah. Like, literally basically stuck on the actual ride itself. Sad because they go down so fast. Yeah, so I think probably with the force and everything like that, yeah, he literally had his thing ripped up, and they had to, like, shut down the ride for, like, 24 hours because they had to clean up all the blood. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Like, that's probably a a whole pool of blood. That's horrible. It's all kinds of hazardous stuff. Oh, my God. And I heard that. I was like, I'm never going to Sparks ever again. I mean, like, clearly the guy, like, obviously you shouldn't be putting your hands out like this. He wasn't following the But, I mean, I think, they just had a, I think they just had a settlement. I think that's what happened when they obviously went to court for it. But I think they just settled. Um, but, yeah, fun fact. Um, that, like, that was, like, and then literally we're, we're like, that's just, like, a fun, like, a final destination situation. It's a very scary situation. Oh, my God. If I was... Like people working there, I would probably have passed out. Like, oh my gosh, that would be horrible. I would not want to have seen that. Okay, I gotta stop thinking about that image in my head. I finally got over it yesterday, and now it's back in my head. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, yeah, I probably should have put a trigger warning. This is gonna get gross. Um, <laughs> um, what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, Final Destination and and movies and how how about um what about that that plane that went missing? What was that from? There was one that went missing. I forgot what it was called. Um, there was a Malaysia airline one. That yeah, that one. A couple of weeks ago, but a couple of weeks ago. Uh, recently, that was very recent. Wait, there was a plane that went missing recently. It wasn't too long ago, but there was a Malaysia or some type of international flight that was. It's always the international flights. I feel like. But uh, the way our aircrafts are, we have all kinds of equipment in that is. That can be used to help locate an aircraft if something were to occur. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and it's designed to last for a certain duration of hours and pin pin the location if there was a downed aircraft somewhere so that they could help us in the event of an evacuation. Mm-hmm. As well as equipment that will help us um, deal if we had those kind of situations such as a water evacuation or a land evacuation or you know whatever the situation is that we're trying to deal with mm-hmm. um and so um part of our job when we go on the aircraft is ensuring that everything prop you know is properly secure and works in the case that we would actually have to use it during a flight and we can't board until we we have the okay you know they have the okay from us saying that all of our stuff is good to go mm-hmm. because each minute our flights delayed costs the airline money each minute oh you told me that it's insane yeah each each minute our flights delayed um costs money and um 
sometimes it's out of our control and if we are delayed due to weather mm -hmm. or other circumstances such as maintenance issues. What do you mean issues. you can't control weather? <laughs> <laughs> but in certain situations, if they do happen, it could, you know, can come back on, the, you know, on us in a negative way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of us being penalized for it or things like that. Yeah, this is all fun stuff. I've never, like, knew that. And you told me that a lot of, like, flyers think that your job is so easy. Were you telling me that? Some do. Some with this industry believe their job is a lot easier um, than it looks because in the air, I mean, we do service and then some – and we do snack, you know, our snack and beverage service. Mm -hmm. Some airlines do that for free. Some don't. Um, as well as some um, – a lot of what they see in our job – it doesn't look as difficult as they would expect because they don't know a lot about this, how this industry is. Mm -hmm. And some things it's going to be a lot more exciting because we get to go to all these cities and get paid to go to these cities. And that's a really cool part. And explore these cities on our free time and everything, um, either using our benefits or for free or for work. And so some don't see both sides of the story, but the way this job is, a small portion of it is our service part, and then a large part is everything else that we have to be trained for in the event that something, if something were to go wrong mm -hmm. on the ground or in the air. And um, yeah, so a lot of our job, we just have to be prepared and know the warning signs for what could lead to a situation escalating. Has it ever been, have you ever been in a position where you had to like perform certain safety procedures? I've had to help deal with people with medical situations. A lot of the medic, a lot of the situations we deal with is because either the cabin's too hot or it's too cold and sometimes people don't eat properly or they don't drink enough before they get on the plane or they drink too much or, um, you know, they're anxious and so they're not prepared and they're, or their anxiety gets the best of them. So we have to help them with situations. Um, but from time to time, um, and it's not an everyday basis. Some, sometimes it doesn't happen for a long time or sometimes you might have it a couple of days in a row. Um, have you ever been in, like, any emergency situations with, like, the plane? I haven't been in any emergency situations on the That's plane good. outside of training where I'm required to practice doing with oh, yeah, situations. Yeah. That's good. How long have you been doing this again? I'll be starting my third year in January. So, like, almost three years. and. But yeah, that's good. Um, I have had to deal with people having seizures or other medical situations like that. And we're trained to get medical help if in situations, as I said earlier, because we can only do so much mm -hmm. without proper, um, you know, accommodations to allow us to do it. Mm -hmm. Because we're only trained to go so far on our medical help before we have to ask for help. Yeah. And we're trained for all kinds of situations, but at the same time, they still want us to get an official medical professional to deal with 
situations that might require that kind of assistance. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, if we're dealing with magical situations, it's usually for a guest that doesn't feel good mm -hmm. because they didn't eat or they didn't drink or they didn't, or they came early on the flight, been at the airport for too long, they've been flying all day and they haven't had any water or Yeah, so food. It's, what it sounds like to me, it's like you never really experienced or had to go through like like a final destination situation. No. <laughs> yeah, so I did some like research when I was doing my article and it was saying like, um, fly like a flight, like flying and crashing is like one in like a hundred or one in ten thousand or something like that. That it's pretty much really extremely rare. The risk, the risk, the chance of it happening are extremely low. And why do you think that? Like, what, like, do you know, like, well, the for, reason if, of that? Like, what makes it safer? For one, these aircraft, each of the pilots go through a large amount of training mm -hmm. on the aircraft as well as they have to get significant flight hours in order to be even trained to be mm -hmm. a commercial yeah, pilot that. in the first place. Um, but then they also have to have certain certifications for each type of plane. They do fly in the industry and um, so they're, they are trained to deal with all kinds of situations that can occur as well. Mm -hmm such as de-icing the plane if you know if we're in like minnesota in december it's going to be snowy it's going to be icy they're trained for identifying ice and other things like that because with those kind of situations if there's ice on the aircraft it can actually it can be really really catastrophic if it's in air if it's not taken care of before we take off do you think that was the final destination thing it could be but <laughs> That is what that is why we do have to de-ice is to make it makes it, sense, yeah. Because you know, ensure our wings are okay before taking off. Mm -hmm. Because they have to be able to deal with different situations on the ground or in the air as well. And not only that, we're trained for dealing with all kinds of situations before you even take off to ensure the doors are safe or the the other things that we have to use are safe so that nothing could possibly happen you know in the air as well how about like these horror stories of like the windows breaking the chance of that, that <laughs> a chance of that happening are pretty much non-existent yeah that's like the stuff that goes through my brain is like with my anxiety it's like oh if the window breaks or we fall or we, this this thing just randomly blows up or you know what i mean yeah unless we really have to evacuate or it's a serious situation the chance of that happening or very 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 little mm -hmm. aircraft aviation flying in general is one of the safest modes of transportation there is and especially dealing with the the COVID situation right now, the protocols that we're following in industry are very strong to help mitigate the possible risk of anything happening as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think that was a lot of really good information about that, honestly. So, like, I feel like this would be a good episode for somebody who does have a fear of flying and kind of wants to know, like, the inside scoop because I feel like, for me personally, I feel like it's more comforting to hear from someone who works in the actual industry versus just, like, just listening to your friends, which, I mean, that's fine, too, but, like, from what I've learned from you is to if ever get scared, just like look at a flight attendant and just knowing how you do this for a living and you are still alive. So I guess you're fine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the attention training that you go through and such. Uh, but yeah, we're getting towards 30 minutes, which is going towards the end time. Do you have any other things you want to say to the people? No, that's it. I appreciate you listening. <laughs> thanks so much for listening guys i post every single saturday at noon easter standard time and i have all my social media links in the description but i hope you guys have a great rest of your day